Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins have hit the California road trip, one of my favorite road trips of the season. Tristan Jari and Jan Ruta were back at practice today. The first full practice this team has had with everyone participating in Lord knows how long. Is Tristan Jari going to play this weekend? Is Jan Ruta? I'm going to give you all my answer right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LNR Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. You can visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, Penguins practice for the first time in California today in Orange County. I'm at the Honda Center where the Penguins will play the Ducks Friday night, 10 p.m. face-off. I know people out there hate late night hockey. I think you people are deranged. Oh, I said it. I, I said it. I think you people are nuts. You know what? Learn to stay up late. Do it. Just do it. You know, I probably sound like such a a, a, a young little man, but you know, I, I've been staying up late ever since I was in high school. I love being a night owl. I I cannot get enough of late night hockey. And also, guys, it's a Friday night. What are y'all doing? 10 o'clock. You can go to bed at 12:30, wake up on Saturday. Do the same thing again. This time, I think it's going to be a 10.30 start. You can go to bed at 1 o'clock. It's okay. No worries. No worries at all. As uh, a little voice there. Okay, whatever. I don't want to keep talking in that voice. But you get my drift. You know, I love late night hockey. Maybe during a weeknight, I can see why. Like Tuesday, for example, against the Sharks. But <clears throat> when two of these games fall on a weekend, no excuse for some of you all to not be watching. Love late night hockey. I wish I could watch more late night hockey games. But anyways, Penguins practice today, and it was a full practice for this team. The first time um, they have had um, everyone at practice in a long, long time. Tristan Jari was the first player on the ice for the Penguins practice. However, wearing a regular black jersey probably means he's cleared for contact, cleared to take shots. And it sounds like, according to Danny Shire and a couple of the reporters, he was taking a lot of shots at practice. He even said that, you know, Heinen and um, I think Raquel beat him a few times upstairs. He also made some good saves. Now, <clears throat> do I think he's going to play on Friday? No. I think you probably want to get him in, get him maybe one more full practice, at least a morning skate. Maybe he goes Saturday. I'm not really sure. Um, but I don't think he's going to be in against Ducks. If I had to guess, Casey DeSmith will get that game. Though if he is there for the morning skate, participates, takes a lot of shots, would not be surprised to see Mike Sullivan start him on Saturday. But I do think we are nearing the end of this injury. Remember when Ron Hextall spoke last Sunday for the first time in a long time, said that it's only a matter of time. He's day-to-day now. It's not going to be much longer. Back on the ice, back practicing with the team. If he's not playing by next Tuesday in San Jose against the Sharks, then maybe you can freak out a little bit. But I do think you know during this road trip, he will return. And the same with Jan Ruda. Don't know if he's going to go tomorrow. He was on a pairing today with Mark Friedman, who is still up with the team. Um, <clears throat> the Penguins will also have to make a couple roster moves to activate them because Jari is on IR right now, and so is Ruda. So <clears throat> they're going to have to fiddle around with the salary cap, probably send someone like Mark Friedman down. 
Drew O'Connor, you know, the likes of those uh, players. So um, they'll have some, Justin Dukarski as well. So they have some moves to make when it comes to that. But don't think the injured guys come back tomorrow. Um, but potentially Saturday. If not then, though, definitely on Tuesday. They will play on this road trip. And if no other player injured players get hurt, this will be the first time the Penguins have had a fully healthy team um, in about, what, six, seven weeks, basically. So that's cool to think about. Obviously, you know, I think at that point, Ron Hexel will really get to see what he has in this team because, you know, he says he likes them on paper, but when he sees them play, he doesn't like them as much. And based on the, the trade we saw today, Penguins can definitely get in that rental or a player market with term. I'm going to get to that a little later on <clears throat> for my episode. But um, those are the main updates from today. Obviously, again, great that Tristan is back practicing. They need him back in a big way. But also, I do think DeSmith should be able to beat the Ducks on his own. I think he, you know, he did start um, <clears throat> against the Ducks the previous time when Tristan was hurt. Played well. I don't really think he was too terrible or anything like that. And the Penguins, you know, Struggled a little too much to beat the Ducks, I'll say that. But, um, you know, great to see him back. Overall, though, the lines stayed the same. Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, Zucker, Malkin, Rust, McGinn, Carter, Kapanen, Paling, Bluger, and Archibald, Heinen, and O'Connor were rotating in. And then Dumoulin, Latang, Patterson, Petrie, Joseph, and Riedel. Freeman, Ruda is the extra pairing. So when Jan Ruda comes back, would expect the defense to go Dumoulin, Latang, Patterson, Petrie, and then P.O. will play <clears throat> with Ruda. Freeman gets sent down, and then Ruedel will be your number seven defenseman. And then, you know, forwards are already set. Would probably expect O'Connor to go down um, as one of the <clears throat> the moves when the Penguins have to activate uh, Jari and Ruda from IR. And the power play remains the same as well. Crosby, Genzel, Raquel, Malkin, Latang, Carter, Zucker, West, Captain, and Petrie. This will be Raquel's first game back in Anaheim since he was traded to the Penguins last year. I think it's probably going to be an emotional game for him. Played well against the Ducks in his first game against them since the trade just a couple weeks ago. Had three assists um, against his former team, but you know this one's definitely going to be an emotional return for him. Spent his entire career there before getting traded to Pittsburgh. Would think that he's going to probably get a tribute video, uh, standing ovation, all that jazz. So um, nothing much else to report from the Penguins' practice today. But you know, other than you know, Jari and Root are making progress. Do not expect them to play on Friday. <clears throat> Maybe Tristan goes on Saturday if he has a good morning skate. On Friday, then he wakes up Saturday feeling good, gets the clearance from the doctors. Maybe also they could play it a little safe with him just because he's had two injuries in the span of, what, five weeks now? So we'll have to see with that. But if it's not Saturday and Tokarski gets the start, I would very much assume Jari will go on Tuesday against the Sharks and then they'll send Tokarski down and make whatever roster move um, that they want. But really good to see that this team is close to fully healthy now, um, which is good. Um, that does it, I believe, for um, this first uh, this first segment. I would love obvi- uh, one more thing though. Again, would love that they would change up the third line. McGinn and Carter just do not work together, and they have not worked all year long. It's just it is the numbers are strikingly awful, and it's 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 a very big concern of mine. I really do not understand it. Um, I mean, it, it, together, if you look at their possession numbers, yeah, like, like right here, for example, Rock McGinn and Jeff Carter, this was, this was taken on January 26th. Uh, I have the screenshot right in front of me here. 45 games a season. When they were on the ice, the Penguins had only have 43% of the shot attempts, 36% of the actual goals and 42% of the expected goals 
And then if you go, and then if you compare that <clears throat> to Tanner Glass and Craig Adams from a long ways away, long way, long time ago, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away is we're going to go Star Wars here. They had a third, when they were on ice, the Penguins only had 39% of the shot attempts, 40% of the actual goals, 42% of the expected goals. The numbers are strikingly similar and that is not good. The fact that they are just getting caved in like that on a nightly basis. I would change something up, move Carter to wing, move someone else to center, but they're probably not going to do that until they get a new 3C, which will be the topic of discussion um, in my second segment here as we get into the big trade of the day that we saw with the New York Rangers getting better, what that means for the Penguins, and could they have a trade up their sleeve where you know they don't have to give up that many prime assets after what the Rangers gave up today uh, for Tarasenko. I'm going to get into that coming up <clears throat> right after this commercial break. But before we touch on that, if I get my wonderful little FanDuel promo for my YouTube audience, this year the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll also get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will even score a touchdown. It's all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly in a snap of a finger. So join FanDuel right, right now at, at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and locked on. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Store Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So <clears throat> big trade happened today, just kind of out of nowhere. I was about to sign in for work. And Frank Sertoli just drops a bomb. Hearing Vladimir Tereseg has been traded to the Rangers. And, you know, I kind of, I like the, I like the return for the Blues. I was good at them to get a first round pick and a couple other spare parts. But for the Rangers... That is a slam dunk acquisition for them. Tarasenko hasn't been that good this season. Only 29 points, I um, believe. It's either, he either has 10, 10 or 19 goals. I, I forget which one. Um, but, you know, again, only 29 points. A little bit of a down year by his stretch. But, you know, I could easily see him lighting it up in a better situation. He'll be playing with Artemi Panier and his countrymen. I'm sure he'll be with Mika Zabenajad as well. And he's usually one of the premier snipers in this league. And <clears throat> this is what the Rangers gave up for him. <clears throat> one of their, they have two first round picks coming into this year. <clears throat> so one first round pick, a conditional fourth round pick, a prospect who is currently in the ECHL. So someone that's really not even that good. And Stanley Blay. In Penguins terms, and, oh, they also got the, the Blues to eat half of his uh, Tarasenko's salary. And they got Nico, uh, Mikula, um, who is a pain in, in the butt. You know, him and Sidney Crosby have gone at it numerous times over the last couple of years. In Penguins terms, that's them giving up their first this year, a fourth, a bad prospect, like <clears throat> someone maybe from Wilkes, I don't know, like Philip Hollander, someone a little lower than him, something like that. Maybe someone that's even for, in Wheeling, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> for example. And then <clears throat> someone from their bottom six, whether it's, Sam, what's a good Sammy Blay comparison for the Penguins? That's that's actually a great question because the Penguins' bottom six is brutal, but like Sammy Blay is probably worse than anyone in that bottom six right now, which just says a lot. 
I don't think it will be Josh Archibald because he's played well this year. You know, maybe Brock McGinn without the double-digit goals for McGinn. Um, if that's a good comparison, I don't, you know, with Jeff Carter, but he's also a center. Um, but just a bad player in the Penguins' bottom six for the most part. For Tarasenko, sign me up. The Penguins can easily do a deal like that. And again, I don't want to hear it when people are telling me that, oh, the salary cap is an issue. The Rangers literally had barely any cap space coming into this year's deadline, and they were able to make it work and have the Blues retain salary while also not even giving up that big of a package. They gave up two picks, a bat, an okay prospect, not even who's not even that good, and they give up a player who barely was even playing at this point. He was the player that came in the Pavel Buchnevich trade. And they just got one of the best, you know, premier t- scores in the league when he's healthy. You know, I don't think he's been the same since his shoulder injury, but <clears throat> this was also a player who had 34 goals that season. And in the playoffs, I think he has um, <clears throat> 40 points in 60-something games or something like that. He's He produces when it matters most. And, you know, that allows them to put Tarasenko on the top line, which is huge. And again, for the Penguins, they have the assets I think required to go out there and make a decent splash, which is why I'm going to say it right now, make a run at Timo Meyer. Why not? Seriously, why not? He is the premier player on the trade market. A player of his caliber is hardly, and I mean hardly ever available like you, you like some people really do not have any idea just how good Timo Meyer has been this year. Thirty goals, fifty-one points in fifty-two games, elite, and I mean elite underlying numbers. If I can find the the player card that Jay Fresh has for Timo Meyer, you know I would <clears throat> love to be able to find it because he has been unbelievable. Yeah, here it is. 97 percentile in wins above replacement, 99th percentile this season for even strength offense, 85th percentile for finishing, 93rd percentile for competition, 73rd percentile for even strength defense, power plays in the two top two thirds of the league, primary assists, 73rd percentile, goals for 60, 92nd percentile. He, a player like this is never available at the trade deadline. We all know the NHL trade deadline is such a dud normally. I mean, we saw what happened in the NBA today. Freaking Kevin Durant gets dealt. Kyrie Irving got dealt a couple days ago. All plenty of other players are being dealt for five first round picks. You don't, uh, second round picks, excuse me. You don't see that in the NHL anymore. I mean, I really saw it to begin with, but you all get my point. So the fact that Timo Meyer is available, if you're on Hextall, why not? Go all in. Sure, it would be a rental, and he's making, um, if I believe if I call correctly, six million. I believe I think he's an RFA um, after this season. I'm just I just want to double check that because he's 25 years old. Um, just making sure here. Um, yeah, he he's an RFA, so the Penguins would have his rights, so they would be able to try and sign him to an extension. And they would probably have the cast to do it because Dumont's coming off the books. Heinen's coming off the books. Zucker's coming off the books. If they don't want to bring him back, you know, you have an extension for Christian Jari in place, but you can probably create other cap space maybe because they're a cap and a Brock again. They would have the money to bring him back. And think about this. You bring in Meyer, put him with Crosby, with Gensel, something like that, or Raquel. You know, maybe you want to go Meyer, Crosby, Raquel, 
Gensel, Malkin, Rust, and move Zucker down to your third line, you're cooking with gas there. And maybe you go out and get a third line center, something like that. Maybe that's a little too much in fantasy land because I don't know if the Penguins have enough assets to do Meyer and a new center. But, you know, just putting Zucker even on the third line would, you know, would help so much. And with Meyer, I would absolutely give up the first round pick. Any contract that they would want, I would probably give up just to make the money work, like Kasperi Kapanen and something like that. And in terms of the prospects or just young players, how do I want to say this? I would be very hesitant to deal POJ in any move. I would include him for Timo Meyer, especially if you can guarantee that you can resign him. Meyer is that good. The only player that I would be hesitant to move on from as well is Owen Pickering because I think he has a very <clears throat> Brian Dumoulin-like career ahead of him. Yeah, he's a few years away, sure. But, you know, it's still a tough one. I would probably be down to do it. I would probably cave to say yes. But, man, Meyer is that guy. As the kids say, he's him. That's, that's, the, teen, that's, the, that's the new slang, I guess, for teenagers these days. But <clears throat> I would move almost any, anyone to go get Timo Meyer. <clears throat> I know he's not like that total need that they need that they like they, I need right now because they, they need a third line center. <clears throat> Meyer is ridiculously good. And just his underlying numbers are are awesome. It would take a lot, but as we saw today for Tarasenko, the Rangers gave up hardly anything. Meyer's gonna cost a bit more, but again, how much more? And teams are always down to retain money. The Penguins could make that work if they wanted to. So <clears throat> that would be a crap ton of fun. Um, Jay Fresh also put out there today, um, Adam Henrique, very underrated player. He is signed for um, $5.8 million for the next two seasons. He's 32 years old. Well, he's going to be 33, um, I believe. And I know I already have people coming on mentions. Hunter, we don't need any more young guys. This is just going to make us older, blah, 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 blah. I get it. <clears throat> he's in his 30s. Doesn't get them super younger, but Adam Henry can still play. And I appreciate a couple of you listeners bringing him up to me in the mailbags and stuff. I didn't really have him on my radar that much. He can still play this season. 83rd percentile in terms of wins above replacement. 83rd percentile among all players in finishing. Same thing with even strike offense and goals per 60. 91st percentile in quality of teammates. 70th percentile in power play percentage. All very, very good numbers on a very bad Ducks team. Yes, is he playing um, <clears throat> with the top forwards on the Ducks and Trevor Zegers and Ryan Strom? Sure. It's fine. He's not going to get those minutes in Pittsburgh, but he's still producing very well with them, and he's on one of the worst teams in the league. If they can't go get Meyer, um, I would be very open to going to get Henrique because he has term left on it. You can get the Ducks to retain. The Penguins and Ducks have a history of trading with each other. It makes a lot of sense. So Ron Hextall can't be sleeping too much longer right now. Deadline's in three weeks. A couple of the Metro teams are already starting to get better. It's going to be an arms race. You know the Devils are going to go out there and get someone. You know the Hurricanes are going to go do it. Penguin, and then the Capitals are probably going to do something as well because they're in the playoff race. You're the Penguins and Ron Hextall. You have to be serious about going all in again after what you just did this offseason and bring back the court. I don't want to hear it. You have no choice unless they just lose almost all their games during the final three weeks and fall out of the race. And then that means they have to sell. <clears throat> I don't see a world where they just stand pat at the deadline, especially after what I saw today with the Rangers trade. 
I don't know. I know they don't have cap space. That does not matter. It always finds a way in the end. Sometimes they don't have the assets. But in terms of cap space, Penguins will have plenty of that. I assure you. So that wraps up the second segment. Coming in the final segment, we're going to do a small little preview for the game against the Ducks. And then for my Friday episode, we'll be doing a full, full preview for that game with Annie from Ducks Twitter. If I can just get her at here. Um, sweet Annie OD. Um, Annie OD'd on Twitter. Um, she has over 6,000 6, followers. Probably one of my favorite Ducks content creators out there. And um, she also went to school in Pittsburgh. So she has a little bit of a bias towards the Penguins. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to our final segment, I do want to talk to you all about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all that fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, when you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. And seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes them so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate, and they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter bounty, and coconut almond. And you also don't need to wait around to get a box. You know, you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can head there today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box at Built Bars. You can get cookies and cream, double chocolate, you know, brownie batter, churro, whatever your heart desires. You can thank me later on that. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host. Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, <clears throat> Penn's Ducks, 10 o'clock start on Friday. A, I would say probably a must win for the Penguins. You got to keep banking points. You got to keep up uh, keep up the pace with some of the teams that are behind you. And finally, you remember the Penguins have three games in hand right now on the Capitals. And the Capitals, I believe, are, I thought they were playing. I, I think, were they playing the Bruins tonight or was that someone else? No, the Capitals are not playing um, tonight. The Capitals do not play at all tomorrow. Um, they play Saturday, um, 3.30 start time. So after tomorrow, the Penguins will still have two games in hand on the Capitals, um, and that will stay the same after the Saturday games as well as the Capitals are on their own bye week right now. <clears throat> I'll just look, I almost forgot about that. But, you know, this is a game. You gotta win it. Yeah, the, the Ducks are really freaking bad, and you know the Penguins—they they almost played around and found out uh, in their last game against the Ducks. They got very lucky to win that game. The Ducks come into this game winners of five of their last ten games. They've won one in a row. They're seventeen and twenty-nine and six. Don't think Dallas Eakins is going to be there um, after this season. He's probably going to get fired. This is a team that is going to sell a lot of assets at the deadline, but you know they still have a good top line. Adam Henrique, as I just said, is having a good year. Trevor Zegers is playing well. I remember what he did in that last game when he passed it in overtime when he came in on a breakaway. Don't know what the hell he was doing. Ryan Schroem's also having a good year. Frank Vetrano would be interested in the Penguins maybe getting him if they want some um, scoring oomph to the bottom six. He really can't play center. Um, I don't think he, he mainly just plays on the wing these days. You could probably maybe ask him to play center, but I don't really know. Mason McTavish, good player. Max Jones, another one of their good young players. Comtwell, um, Lutterstrom, Jacob Silverberg, you know, <clears throat> they have decent forwards. I will say that. It's just, you know, their goaltending has been putrid this year. And defensively, it just hasn't been there. Cam Fowler, decent player, but he's on a high cap hit. I don't know why Elliot Freeman linked the Penguins to Dmitry Kulikov in his 31 Thoughts blog the other night. 
th- that fit makes no sense. He is to me a right-handed worst version of Jan Ruda. Look at his look at his chart for Jay Fresh's stuff. <clears throat> he does not really do anything except plays semi-well defensively. Do they really need that on the right side? I mean, I mean, do they really need that on the left side? Okay, if it frees up Brian Dumoulin, that's probably the only way it makes sense. But based on how they've talked about Brian Dumoulin for this season, he's not going to get moved. I would be really stunned if he was. So <clears throat> I just don't really get that fit there um, with their with their defense right now on the left side. Dumoulin's going to play those minutes. <clears throat> he's not going to get traded. I'd be stunned. Marcus Patterson's going to play those minutes. And Pio Joseph is going to play those minutes. Where is there a fit for Dimitri Kulikov? If someone could please let me know on that, let me know in the comments. You can send me a DM. Um, really don't get that one at all. How is that? <clears throat> Ellie Freeman likes to spitball with some of the, with some of those things. I, I would like to just ask him, why do you think that's an actual fit, sir? Um, <clears throat> John Klingberg, he's going to get moved at the deadline. Kevin Schauerkirk wouldn't be surprised if he's moved. And then Anthony Solars and John Gibson for the goalies. Um, Troy Terry's day-to-day right now. Jamie Drysdale's on IR. Would probably expect... Um, Gibson to start in this game. And I will say this, Gibson played very well against the Penguins in that in that last game. The Penguins peppered him with <clears throat> over 40 shots. Um, and he made, I think, 40 saves in that game. You know, he was w- w- probably one of the main reasons it was really close and why the Ducks had the lead with less than five minutes to go in the third period. Don. If y'all don't remember, Ducks had that, they took the lead with less than five minutes left and the Penguins scored with, what, 20 seconds left in regulation to send that to overtime. Very lucky they did not lose um, to the Ducks in regulation. And that, you know, again, Trevor Zegers did what he did in overtime. So this one, it's a must win. You know, because they banked the points against Colorado, even though they shouldn't, um, over these next few games, if they can get before the game against the Islanders, if they can get six out of a possible eight points, that would be massive. Win the game against the Ducks. Maybe you'll lose against the Kings. That's a really tough back-to-back against a really strong team. I don't expect them to win that. You can win against the Ducks. If you drop that one against the Kings, okay. But then you beat the Sharks on Tuesday. Then you head back to Long Island. That's six out of a possible eight points in a week span. That's really solid stuff in your ranking points. And then if you can beat the Islanders going in that game against the Devils, that's eight out of the 10. So they they have ample opportunities here to really bank some points in the standings which is huge. So that wraps up this little preview of the game against the Ducks. I'm going to have a full preview for my Friday episode with Annie as she comes on. And then we'll also have a special Saturday episode for Yens when I recap the game uh, against the Ducks with Jason J.D. Hernandez of Locked on Ducks. He is so much fun to talk with when it comes to um, hockey and just the Ducks in general. Um, It is going to be a lot of fun. So those will be the next two episodes for the Locked on Penguins podcast. Yes, a very special Saturday episode for you all. But again, Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll be back with another episode for you all on Friday. This one will be up for you all bright and early in your feeds, probably by 9 a.m., something like that. So again, thank you all so much for listening. I'll talk with you all in a bit.